The Yankees lost a tough one after an incredible pitcher's duel between Garrett Cole and Chris Bassett on Wednesday night. Could they have avoided that loss? Let's figure it out. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, we got a finale preview coming up later on in the show. Of course, Locked On Blue Jays host Craig Ballard, who has been here all week, is going to join us one more time to preview the Nestor versus Jose Berrios matchup. That's coming up at the end of the show. We have an injury update. Lots of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're just going to burn through all of them coming up in a few moments, so make sure to stick around for that. First day, see a, a 3 nothing walk-off loss. Of course, that number... It's because of one swing, really, that three number. Uh, in extra innings, Danny Jansen walks off a three-run shot. Your initial reactions and thoughts to that first loss in Toronto? I was actually relieved it was over, and I was relieved that it was pretty much drama-free. I mean, it was not – when you look at the game as a whole and the pitcher's duel, it wasn't drama-free, but I'm meaning from – you know, the coaching staff and all that stuff. Like it was an actual relaxing game and we didn't have to worry about the off the field stuff. <laughs> yeah. They did fix the maple leaf, by the way. Yes, they, they did. did. They showed that on, on a, a prime tonight because we were watching it on prime and uh, yeah, they, Susan Waldman did take a picture of it before they fixed it. She went up there dressed in the same color blue and put it up on her Instagram page and it was very hilarious, but yeah. Nice. Um, so the Yankees, we're going to, we're going to chat about Garrett Cole. We're going to talk about Chris Bassett as well. I mean, it was a really good pitchers duel, but I want to kind of focus in on two points in this game that I feel like were turning points for the Yankees. So Michael King pitches the ninth, which a tells us pretty much Aaron Boone is thinking the way we've been thinking that <laughs> Michael King is their best reliever mm -hmm. reliever. He does not come back out for the 10th, despite having three right-handed pitchers do, uh, sorry, batters do up. Do you agree with Aaron Boone on not having King go back out for the uh, the 10th? I do because I wasn't comfortable with the way King looked in the ninth, you know, no harm, no foul that inning, but he didn't quite look that good. And some pitches were a little off to me and I just was thinking to myself I don't know if I'd want him out for a second inning so I wasn't that surprised that he did that and I kind of do agree with him I can't believe I'm saying that but I do agree with him <laughs> going to Wandy Peralta do you agree with that I mean who else were they going to go to at that point right because um Holmes pitched earlier yeah. And yeah, relieved Garrett. Ian Hamilton is in New York getting his groin checked. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, yeah. they were kind of out of options there. Uh, I guess they probably just weren't expecting the results from Wandy. But, you know, I mean, stuff happens, yeah, right? Had Jimmy Cordero went. I mean, yeah. So you, you had Marinaccio, I guess. He bid pitch yesterday, though, the day before. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably what Boone was thinking also that, you know, because uh, they still have a bunch of games before they have a day off. So I think he's yeah. probably trying to balance the bullpen as much as he possibly can with the situations that they're put in. I mean, it had King pitched a little better there in the ninth inning. I think you let him ride for a second. Frame oh, there. most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. 
the other point in the game that I felt was a turning point here was the eighth inning. Mm. Top eight, uh, the Yankees had nobody on with two outs. Tim Meza, the Blue Jays reliever, walks three straight with two outs to load the bases. And then instead of allowing Jake Bowers to hit on a lefty-righty matchup, he pinch hits Anthony Volpe, who strikes out looking on a pretty good pitch. Yeah. Uh, but the decision to go to Volpe there, who has pretty bad splits in that situation, what did you think of that move? Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd. I don't, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> Would you have la- rather have Jake Bowers bat there? I don't know if I'd rather have Jake Bowers, but I that was a questionable move there i don't understand why he did that because as soon as volpe struck out i thought to myself well bowers could have just done that why (laughs) yeah why call him off the bench i mean to be fair anthony volpe did end up turning a really nice double play oh yeah but then also had an error in the 10th it didn't really matter much but no but what's with the yankees in toronto this week like every game there have been multiple plays where you're just like what is happening it's so weird Mm -hmm. like balls are eating them up glaber's having brain stoppages i'm not going to say the word and like things are happening where you're just like they don't look like themselves it's really strange but yeah that one double play he made was incredible incredible yeah I mean, considering how strong the Yankees have been defensively this season, I feel like this series, some cracks are starting to show a little bit. Yeah, it's very, it's it's just odd to see, uh, you know, even DJ was affected tonight. There was a play there, a couple of plays, actually. There was a, I can't remember who hit it, where Cabrera got it when he was playing short. DJ didn't cut in front of him. I can't remember who it was, but he was safe at first. And if DJ had cut him off, there was a chance for them to get the runner at first. So, yeah, there were some strange things going on with the defense. Was there somebody else that you rather would have had pinch hit there in the eighth? Hicks? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I can't even think of anyone I would have rathered. I mean, I really would have loved Volpe to do something big there, but um, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you had IKF at the moment. He ended mm. up pinch running in the tenth. Uh, Actually, yeah. I'm su- I'm kind of surprised he didn't go. Even though, yeah, I don't know, just with the way he performed he last night or the, yeah. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't win a game when you only get three hits. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you're putting this game under a microscope now because of how it went. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think, Kudos I think to I the, let Bauer, to the I, I think I let Bauer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every, pitching was lights out both sides. I yeah. mean, let's be, every, let's everybody was pinpoint. Like in that game, mm-hmm. uh, I think I probably would have let Bowers ride. Yeah, I think so. I actually think so too. I just why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just let Bowers ride there. I mean, you have two outs. You can use Volpe if you go extras. I think like if you need a pinch runner. Yeah, or maybe so. they wanted him in defensively, but they could have waited to do that and put him in defensively instead of yeah. having him take that spot. So, I mean, those were the, that was the best moment. That was the best chance right there. Obviously, yeah, was to score was right there, especially given you had King ready to go for the ninth. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. Would you have pinch hit Anthony Volpe there in that situation? Also, even though Michael King's ninth inning didn't go that great, would you let him ride it out in the 10th as well? We want to hear uh, what you would have done if you were Yankees manager at the time. Of course, Garrett Cole, Stacey, he battled. He definitely battled. And and he just has not had that pinpoint stuff that he had in April. No, he really gutted his way through this start and made it six innings because it looked like you know his pitch count was way up and he was his pitch count was way up it was up above 100 when he was taken out of the game um but you know 
they didn't score on him. And that yeah. was the one thing I was worried about going into this, because when we did the preview with Craig, he said, you know, well, actually, Vlad is injured. He didn't play tonight. But my yeah. first thought going into it when he said, oh, you know, Vlad doesn't have a home run at, ho at home. I thought, oh, great. Garrett Cole is going to be the one to give up. Home runs. Yeah. No <laughs> and homers. No homers. First start seven in hits. three that he hasn't given yeah. up a home run. <laughs> uh, seven hits, two walks, six strikeouts, shut out six inning baseball. I love how that's a tough start. Uh, but if you watched you know, on, on paper, you're like, wow, that's a great line. Yeah. Uh, but he had to work for that. He had to work for every single one of those outs. He really um, did. Yeah. Like some of those counts were getting scary there, you know, and God, I mean, that's why he's the ace though. He, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call upon Lockdown Yankees listeners and viewers at this moment because I'm trying to pinpoint what's going on with Garrett Cole to why he has not been as dominant as he was in the first month of the season, his first five starts compared to his last four starts. Yeah. Um, I try to look at his pitch locations. I see very little change in where he's throwing the ball. So I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring it out as well. So let me know in the comment section, is there something that you have noticed different about Garrett Cole uh, here in the month of May, as opposed to his pitcher of the month in April. Uh, Chris Bassett was locked in, dude. I mean, he was ahead of the count all night long. It's really hard to hit when you're down 0-1-0-2. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually – that's why guys who, like Clark Schmidt, if they get into a good pitcher's count but then end up either giving up a hit or giving up a walk, it drives me crazy because you're supposed to be in the advantage, and Chris Bassett was all night, and he worked it. I mean, yeah. hats off to him, hats off to the rest of the Blue Jays pitchers, and hats off, like you said, to all the Yankee pitchers, minus Wandy, poor Wandy. But um, it was, I mean, it was a great game. And again, after everything that's happened so far this week, it was nice to have a game like that compared to the previous two nights. <laughs> it really, really was to like have no noise, just like, let's just play baseball. Mm -hmm. um, there was no coming out of the dugout and yelling and asking for the crew chief. Uh, there was that little meeting in the 10th inning, but just to go over the rules. So I, I appreciate the umpires doing that, making yeah. sure they knew that they could do that. And that's something I learned uh, that you can, as it doesn't matter who it is on either side of the bag, as long as there's two and two and the other person can ship. I, yeah. Something to learn there. We, I think um, we all learned that watching the game. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course the Yankees look to win the series on Thursday uh, need that victory, need that victory coming home three and one in this set would be massive here. Uh, let us know if you have any questions, of course, coming up on tomorrow's show, Friday show, it is fan mail Friday. We will answer your questions. So comment here on YouTube, your last chance to get those questions in for tomorrow's show. You can catch the blue Jay series finale on Sirius XM tonight. Also a seven Oh seven game. Didn't give any leeway for travel. Thanks Toronto. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that game is going to be on Sirius XM just like every game this season for the Yankees. Coming up, we have some injury updates for you. This episode is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the best place to buy men's shorts and pants that come in with a built-in liner. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing Bird Dog shorts right now, and I love them. I've been wearing these. These are my first pair, and I love it. I look better. I feel great while I wear Bird Dogs. They're super com uh, comfortable. They're versatile, and they're actually cheaper than other reputable brands, which is awesome. I'm always looking for a good deal. And, of course, Locked On Yankees listeners have the opportunity to get some free stuff when you place an order at birddogs.com. They have a ton of different styles and fits that you can choose from, and you'll definitely be able to find something uh, that's right for you. 
Go to birddogs.com slash MLB. When you enter the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And if you're on the YouTube side, I have it right here. It's great. I used this for my coffee the other day and I love it. It kept it cold because I was drinking cold coffee and it's great. It's great size. I love it. So make sure again, go to birddogs.com slash MLB and enter the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. Back here on Locked On Yankees, we got some injury updates for y'all. Hey, thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. We love you guys, and to the everydayers out there, coming up tomorrow, as you know, it is Fan Mail Friday. Get your questions in one last chance. We will answer them on tomorrow's show, always released at midnight, every day, Monday through Friday, audio and video. Stacy, some injury updates. The first one, of course, Luis Severino. We were right. We were right. He's coming back. <laughs> Don't you love when we're right? It seems to it be happening happening a lot more, uh, you know, uh, a lot more often. <laughs> it's been happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's coming back on Sunday to face Cincinnati. I think he wouldn't have if Domingo didn't put glue on his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the only that's the only reason that he's coming yeah. back. Um, this was they, they basically they, their hands were, their hand was forced. They had to do this. There was no way that they couldn't bring him back at this point. I'm sure he's excited because I'm sure he's sick and tired of doing rehab starts at this point, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> their sticky hand was forced. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I missed that. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday night rehab. We mentioned it in yesterday's show, but in case you didn't watch yesterday's show, a uh, three and a third, six hits, two earned a walk and three strikeouts. He was up to 97, but he induced a, a good chunk of hard contact. Mm. Um, we thought he would have got one more rehab appearance to push it up to about 75 pitches, but he was just shy of 60. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not expecting a ton out of Luis Severino. Oh, no. It's going to be one of those situations. Like when Nestor first came back and they were kind of working him back in, you know, there'll be a pitch limit. They're not going to push him too hard. So don't expect him to last more than three, four, four. maybe you know, depending on the pitch count. <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably looking at 65 to yeah. 75. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, another update here. Giancarlo Stanton out with the left hamstring. Remember when we we're talking about like, Hey, when someone goes on the 10 day IL, that doesn't mean they're going to be gone for 10 days. Remember we we're talking about it with judge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been on it for a month. <laughs> uh, it, he was placed on the 10 day IL on April 16th. That original timeline was six weeks. Yeah. And this is currently week five. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least he's been participating in baseball activities. That's better than him doing nothing. So, you know, there's no timetable yet. There's no rehab scheduled for him. But just hearing that he's doing baseball activities makes me feel a little bit better about this. And that maybe we'll see him in three weeks. Maybe. There you go. They locked on Yankees timeline right there. Uh <laughs> Speaking of timelines. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Rodon. Uh, left elbow strain, back stiffness, fell off a cliff. Uh, meteor hit him. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, he got a cortisone shot in his back one week ago, back on Tuesday the 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was recommended by three separate doctors, and he's supposed to get another one this week. Yeah. Um, he apparently is cleared to throw 90 feet that was the last update i saw from him so 
you know, I joked on Twitter, see you in September. And I put musical notes like the old song from the 60s, see you in September, because I feel like he's not coming back anytime soon. <laughs> I feel bad for him, man. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, he threw over the weekend and threw on Monday as well. Like you said, 90 feet is, is what he's at right now. I'm assuming that means flat ground. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's on the, on the mound yet. No, no, no. It is flat ground. Yeah. yeah he's not on the mound yeah. yet. Can you throw 90 yeah. feet? I'm sure you can. Cause you played baseball at one point. Yeah. Of course. That's the first base. What do you, <laughs> I can't throw 90 feet. Yeah, you can. Just I get cannot. Some, get some air under it. Just no, I can't. <laughs> uh, Oswald Peraza. He's been playing with the rail riders. Uh, he's down with them right now. The team is in Charlotte, which is why Seve did not pitch for the rail riders the other night. Uh, Oswald homered in his first game on Sunday. He went one for four. He had an incredible double play turned on Tuesday. Maybe the second best I've ever seen him turn. Turned an incredible double play with uh, Os uh, Oswaldo Cabrera last season. That, by the way, on the call, I screwed up. Um, but <laughs> incredible play. Incredible play. Oh, yeah. How was that for you on the call, having to call them near each other? Like, did you? <laughs> it was It was hard in April, but we got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> you figure it out once yeah. you say it a thousand times. Uh -huh. um, good thing about him is he had been doing baseball activities the whole time. Yeah. Right. So that's that means it wasn't as bad as everybody anticipated. I'm curious to see if they just activate an option. Might be the thing, yeah. especially considering how this is. I don't know. Josh Donaldson, right hamstring strain. He's been taking BP with the Yankees. Yeah, I I don't understand is this like a ghost il like what is this situation i don't know it's very strange it's really really strange because he kind of like fell off the face of the earth after the injury um you know he hasn't played in the month it's yeah it's I, odd i i don't really know what's going on there um last they're, they're paying him to take bp that's what they're I doing guess. La last week the yankees said he should be ready to start a rehab next week it's now next week. Yeah. It's now Thursday of next week. You're running out of days. Yeah. I think they said they weren't going to, right? Didn't they say they were going to stop him from doing rehab this week, which is probably why he's doing BP with the big club. But there hasn't been a lot of news about him. It was like a yeah. throwaway tweet that I kind of saw fly by in my timeline. So okay. well, we'll see, have to I check that, that out. Yeah. Yeah. Last I saw was he was supposed to start a rehab this week at some yeah. point. That's last I saw. Um, he has not played since April 18th, which – I can't believe that. I, I, I can't believe that was April 18th. That does not seem right. No. It's been a month. Uh, last one for you here today. Tommy Canely, uh, right biceps tendonitis. He's making progress. Mm. Uh, he's set to throw live batting practice um, today in Tampa. And then he's supposed to do it again on Sunday. And then they anticipate four rehab appearances for him. So that's good. We're, we're on track for Canely soon. With Hamilton down, that helps. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Tommy back because he's insane and he's always fun to watch, you know, mostly, I mean, he's fun to watch pitch, but he's also fun in the bullpen reacting to people doing things like people hitting home runs or things happening in the game. He's just, he's out of his mind and I'm kind of happy the Yankees got him back. <laughs> Let me check my notes. Anybody else, <laughs> anybody else lose an arm, foot, toe, nose, everybody's good. Else is good. Right. So I know Hamilton, right. We know yeah. that one. Have you ever had tendonitis? No. I had right knee tendonitis in college, and it was honestly one of the most painful things I've ever had. It is, it's bad. It is not a fun feeling at all. And I can't even imagine having that in your biceps. Like, oh, 
Yeah, no, not fun. <laughs> I'll do my best to avoid that. Thanks. Yes, avoid everyone. Uh, I recommend avoiding tendonitis. Don't get it because it's not fun at all. It hurts a lot. I'll do my best. I'll yes. do my best. Uh, that's a promise. <laughs> hey, if you have any questions about any of these injuries, how the IL works, timelines, all that kind of stuff, anything, drop them in our comment section again. Tomorrow is our fan mail Friday, so it's your last chance to get a question in this week or you have to wait a whole nother week. <laughs> Don't forget, game four between New York and Toronto tonight on Sirius XM. Download it. They got free trials. You'll love it. I promise. I love it. Coming up next, we have Craig Ballard from Lockdown Blue Jays back one more time to talk about game four. is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 major league baseball teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play MLB game weeks happen twice weekly. They span three to four days. And at the end of each week, so rare managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards. It can include so rare cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Hey, we got a game for preview as promised. Craig Ballard of Lockdown Blue Jays joins us. Let's go ahead and chat up this final game between New York and Toronto. Thursday night finale, Nestor Cortez, Jose Berrios on the mound. Jose Craig is a guy that I have uh, admired from afar nice. for a very long time. I, I think he's a, a fascinating guy and I think he's a fascinating pitcher. It's been really weird to see him not really have a ton of success on paper. What is it about Jose Barrios, not only this season, but throughout his Blue Jays and Major League career? It would all boil down to that four-seam fastball, guys. When, when Even though he runs it up there at 96, when he's not living on the edges, it's right in the middle. And it's not like a Garrett Cole 98 at the top of the zone. We're talking 96. I'm talking about on a tee, on a tee at home plate at 96. Now, 96 is 96, but if it's sitting on a tee, these these – Batters are on the big league level because they can deal with a pitch like that. And that's gotten him in trouble time and time again. That one run inning that a lot of other pitchers would have shut the door at the one run inning. Here comes a walk and a home run later. It's a three, four, five run inning. The 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 crooked numbers get put on the scoreboard way too often for Jose Barrios. And in those scenarios, every single time, it's because he's missed his location with his four-seamer. Even last season, when he, when he led baseball with the worst ERA in baseball at 5.27, even then, his slurve was very good. His slurve this season has been very good. The only thing I'm going to say, or, or, or the one thing I would say in top defense of Jose Barrios, and I don't even understand why this is the case. I don't even understand why this is true. But if you're like me, wins and losses are paramount. That's the top thing you're going to look at. Then baseball is all about stats. Then we can deep dive and have fun talking about the numbers and the analytics and things like that. But first and foremost, I'm interested in the wins and the losses. And dare I say, in the American League East, you better be first and foremost concerned with the wins and the losses, right? Well, the Blue Jays last season, 14-2 and two at Rogers Center when Jose Barrios started. 
Is that good? They're 3-0 this season at Rogers Center when Barrios has started. And and his three best starts of the season have been at home, by the way. He, he threw a gem on Saturday against the Atlanta Braves uh, the, the, the last time we saw him here at Rogers Center. So I'm absolutely uh, intrigued by this matchup because on the other side of the coin, I feel like – and. I mean, what a what a thing for me to say here. But on the other side of the coin, I feel like Nestor Cortez might be morphing into Yusei Kikuchi for you guys. 2022, Yusei Kikuchi. I mean, I mean, that's going to be a problem for the New York Yankees. But I'm very intrigued by this matchup because it's two guys that, at the very least, on paper, neither one pitching to their capabilities right now. Stacey, you, you, yeah. you've got to be underwhelmed with Nestor Cortez so far. Yeah, I'm a little worried about him. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm a little worried uh, just from what I've seen because uh, especially that last start, he can't avoid the big inning. And, mm. you know, that's a problem against an offense like the Blue Jays. Um, you know, it can go from zero to 100 very quickly. And that's what happened against Tampa this past weekend. So, you know, I don't know what's up with him. Um, you know, I don't know it. Well, no, I don't think the injury that he suffered that, you know, delayed his spring training and made everything, you know, he started off slow. I don't think that's affecting him. I don't know if the league is catching up to him, which could be a possibility mm. because, you know, he came, not that he came out of nowhere. He was pitching in the league. He just became this other pitcher, like a totally different guy. And then no one could hit him suddenly. And um, maybe he's just coming back down to earth. Yeah. He's a, he's a new guy, right? Like it, in my head, as far as the league on notice is concerned, 2022 Nestor Cortez was the birth of a new man, mm -hmm. right? Like he he's, that's really like a rookie season. Like, Oh my gosh, this is the new guy. So I'm not going to be in the camp of saying sophomore slump here is how it feels, but it, there is definitely a regression. Yeah. Um, especially recently last two of his last three starts have been tough. You mentioned that Tampa outing Stacy. Um, three starts ago against Texas on the road in Arlington on April 30th, seven earned in four and two thirds. Um, the Yankees have had a mixed bag all season uh, night to night. You really don't know what you're going to get, uh, which has made this all the more interesting. Uh, but Nestor Cortez, I, I'm not going to put everything on him. I'm not going to put the blame of the, the team's struggles when they have him on him, but the Yankees and the rotation how banged up they are really need Nestor Cortez. Mm -hmm. They really need him to be a big part of the rotation. Uh, while it may not line up all the time and you know, the Yankees have kind of realigned a little bit here and there, but he is the number two starter. Um, if Carlos Rodon were, were in the rotation, there's still maybe a conversation with how well Cortez pitched last season that he's still the number two starter. So uh, it doesn't matter who's hurt and who's not hurt. The Yankees need Nestor and he hasn't necessarily been there every time on the mound this season it's been a bit of a mixed bag from the outside looking in his his four seamer and his cutter look night and day to what it was last season you talk about that was the birth of a new guy his four seamer and 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 it's cut fastball to me last season just just jumped on the scene he was it just lights out pitches for him and he was living with him on the corners and, and just haven't seen that uh, from him so far this season uh, the 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 blue jays last season were the worst team in base i mean i mean i guess literally washington Nationals fine against lefties, but the, the Blue Jays uh, of of any playoff contender, let's put it that way, were by far the worst team in baseball against lefties last season. Didn't make a lick of sense. The entire lineup was right-handed, so it didn't make any sense at all. But they're just twelve and eighteen versus lefties last season. Now off to a five and four start so far this season. So I don't even know if this Blue Jay team really is going to have the cure for what for 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 what ails uh, Nasty Nestor. Is it even Nasty Nestor anymore? I don't know, but. 
Uh, uh, Bo in particular, Bo, five for 10. I think there's a double and a home run in there as well against Nestor Cortez. Now, one thing for Yankee fans, a glass half full is he is the one Yankee pitcher that has dominated Vlad in his career. But again, to Steve's point, that was 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 that the 2022 Nestor Cortez? Has that guy been on display yet in in, in 2023? So it's a couple pitchers, right? Abrios and Cortez, who could both use a really good start, not just for themselves, but look at how we representing the fan bases are even talking about them, right? Like even to get back in the good graces and the confidence of the fan bases, there, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. This is an important, and this is the Thursday game too, right? I really bet my, my guess here as we go into this game is that this is going to be a chance for one of the two teams to split the series and the other team to take through i can't see either team going for the four game sweep on thursday in this series but i think this is going to be a, a, a big game an important game especially for the blue jays we mentioned all the road games the jays have had already now this is a 10 game homestand for the blue jays started by sweeping atlanta i mean yes please but would there be a little bit of a disappointment to only right when the home team only takes two out of four i feel like it's a bit of a this because if you're the road team you're looking for that two out of four right so with uh, the, this this game on thursday as if as if we need any more drama for Blue Jays Yankees, but this game on Thursday for a for a mid May game, I think is going to be a big one, guys. Thanks once again to Craig Ballard for joining us for the game previews all week. We had a lot of fun talking to Craig. Yeah, we did. I again, I kind of said it all week, but I like having another person to talk to. Look, Stace, I think you're great. <laughs> it's nice to talk to another person every now and then. You know, I agree. <laughs> wow, jeez. Okay, fine. Um, just kidding. Uh, that game, by the way, again, is on Sirius XM tonight, so make sure to check that out. Download it. Get a free trial. You will thank us later. Promise. And you'll hear our voices on there, which is crazy. Like, you haven't heard us enough. Yeah, the promos uh, The promos are running for the show. They're running on yeah. Sirius XM, so if you listen to the game, you'll hear us. And you go, hey, I know those guys. They're annoying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up tomorrow, don't forget, is Fan Mail Friday. Of course, we will break down the finale of the Blue Jays series right here. Make sure to hit subscribe on Rather on either audio or video. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.